0: Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, all around the leagues. Brought to you by the Down to Play app. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play.
1: Hello and welcome to the Barnet Sunday League portion of the Selk Podcast. In our Premier Division, the Rongens 4, Hornsey and Highgate 2. And in my game of the week, Trabs and Sport UK 5, AFC Oak with 3. I predicted a 2-all draw in this game. I thought it would be a very entertaining game. A uh, very close game. And looks like Trabs and Sport UK have set a marker out. They've been on a real roll lately with two wins over Highgate Albion. They also beat FC Bickley and now they've beaten afc oakwood who were previously unbeaten and also in the third round of the london cup with trabson's Spore uk so moving on to the championship membership galata one westbourne united two heavy hitters two zaza nil and in my game of the week alexandra knights two the bandits four i predicted a 2-1 bandits win I did expect them to win this game, although Alexandra Knights have been playing well recently. I think they held the Bandits to a draw in the first meeting, so they expected it to be fairly close. But a very impressive result for the Bandits, and they moved closer towards their aim of winning the title. Into Division 1 now, AFC Rose 2, Northumberland Park Rangers 1. Very big win for us. Uh, We were second bottom, we've moved into mid-table now. Not the greatest of performances from us to our own standard to our own accord. Um, first twenty minutes was pretty good. We took the lead, and then as it has been this season, we kind of backed off. We played to our level, uh, their level, which has been a real problem for us. In our decent games, in the games we played well against better opposition, we've played to their level and we've, you know, done well in games. Uh, especially in some of the cup games the middlesex cup game and even some of the games we've lost against the teams at the top of the table we put in really good performances and were probably unlucky to get losses out of them but this was a game where we should have put three or four past them before they grew into the game we gave them way too much time on the ball and they found an equalizer with a very good strike at the edge of the box, uh, just outside the box actually, um, and then last minute of the game, last 20 we we pushed forward, we created a lot of chances, but we found the winner, fantastic goal from Callum, about 35 yards out, he just half volleyed it into the top corner of the net, and um, picked up a valuable three points for us Kadaris Town 4 Heigert Albion Reserves 1 League leaders losing to Kadaris Town. A shock result here. Uh, Kadaris Town are a good team. They're, they're very good attacking wise, but Highgate Albion reserves have been the best team we've played this season. And that's a big result for Kadaris Town. Get them in amongst those teams and maybe bring Highgate Albion reserves down towards the rest of the pack. Peckinsport 0, London Wednesday 4, and United House 2, Gospel Oak 9. Into Division 2 now, AFC Edmonton 2, AFC Oakwood Reserves 2, Anatolians 3, Grange Park 2, and Locomotive Thunder 2, Whetstone Wanderers under 23-6. Into Division 3 now, North London Wanderers 1, Continental 1, Sopranos FC 3, AFC Muswell Hill 7, and Underdogs 0, Shentry Athletic 4. Into Division 4 now. Maida via 4 Camden 1 NLR two Barnett Salsa 7 Brotherhood 3 FC Cricklewood 0 Gower Phoenix 2 Highgate Albion Thirds 5 and Mill Hill 5 Arnus Rangers 4 Inter Division 5 now EC Galaxy 2 South Tottenham United 2 New Copper 2 Talflick 2 and Cockfosters Fosters 4, Fireside 2, into Division 6, North Athletico 1, Coniatch Athletic 1, Armenian Youth Association 3, Enfield Albion 3, Edmonton Rovers 2, Chef Chow and Berbers 4, Northwest Wolves 1, Highgate Albion False 3, and New Barnet 1, AFC Muswell Hill Seconds 2 into the Middlesex Junior Cup. Enfield United 4, Ammonia Youth 4. Enfield, Un- Enfield United, sorry, advancing on penalties there. um They were 4-1 up. This was a game played next to us. They were 4-1 up. Ammonia Youth pulled it back and had the chance to win the game. Had the, you know, the chance to win the game through penalties. Had the winning spot kick on the spot. The guy missed it. Enfield United then converted and Ammonia missed another penalty to send Enfield United through to the next round. Spelthorn Spartans 4, Mill Hill Club the Football 3. And in the Middlesex Premier Cup, Pot Rolls 0, Hammersmith Town 0. Hammersmith Town advancing on penalties. I did see on their Twitter that they were very disappointed from that performance. Very lethargic performance, they said, from them. But they go through, you know, sometimes you have those lethargic performances and they grinded out a penalty win over a resurgent, very talented Park roles team. Real Menza nil, Haiget Albion 5 and Takers 2, Showtime 1. So moving on now to the fixtures. In our Premier Division, Gao All-Stars versus the Rongans. Haiget Albion face Atletico Cerezo. Port Rolls face Hornsey and Highgate. And in my game of the week, big game at the top of the table. It's first against second, or second against first. AFC Oakwood facing Takers. Uh, Should be really entertaining game. I'm going to go for a 2-all draw there into the championship. Alexandra Knights face heavy hitters. Real Menza face Mehmet Galata. Panda face Westbourne United. And in my game of the week, Zaza FC facing the Bandits. Uh, another game for Zaza to impress here. Can they knock the Bandits off their perch? I don't think so. I'm going to go for a 4 2 Bandits win. Moving on to Division 1. Enfield United face Peck and Spore. And the Fumble and Pot Rangers face AFC Rose again. Into Division 2, Locomotive Thunder face Grange Park, GTFA face Anatolians, Mill Hill Club the Football face AFC Edmonton, moving on to Division 3, AFC Muswell Hill face North London Wanderers, Continental face Whetstone Wanderers Old Boys, London Orient face Underdogs, and in my game of the week, two teams coming off very good results, um, we didn't mention that in the uh, results section. North London Colts actually won in the Middlesex Junior Cup as well. It wasn't put down on full time. But they won 2-0 over Harrow St. Mary's. So, Shentry Athletic versus North London Colts are game of the week. I'm going to go for a 3-1 win for North London Colts. Into Division 4. Camden FC face Brotherhood. Cricklewood face NLR. Gower Phoenix face Maida Villa and Highgate Albion Thirds face Barnet Salsa. Into Division 5, Rover Reporters face flick Fireside face New Copper, and South Tottenham United face EC Galaxy. Into Division 6, AFC Muswell Hill Seconds face Edmonton Rovers, Enfield Albion face Jeff Chow and Berbers, and North Atletico Seniors take on New Barnets. Into the Middlesex Junior, into the Cup action, Middlesex Junior Trophy, Arnest Rangers face Trent Park. Green FC face Coney Hatch Athletic. Hampton Terriers take on Highgate Albion North Northwest Galacticos take on Harrow St. Mary's. And Perivale Panthers face Armenian Youth Association into the Middlesex Intermediate Cup. Gospel Oak face Jolly Coopers. Highgate Albion Reserve face FC Beaconsfield. Rice Lip Athletic face A.C. Finchley, Rice Lip Rangers face North London Athletic and Whetstone Wanderers' under-23s take on London Wednesday. We also have Roger Jones' Senior Challenge Cup action as United House hosts AFC Oakwood Reserves. Join us next week where we'll have the results from this week's
2: action as well as the fixtures. Welcome to the Maidstone and Mid-Kent Sunday Football League section of the Selk Podcast with myself, Simon Finnegan. I'll be bringing you this week's results, league news and a look ahead to the coming week's fixtures. This week we moved away from the bread and butter of league action as all of our games were in the League Challenge Trophy, sponsored by Hovis. Rolling through to the next round are Aylesford, who are four 3 winners at home to close league rivals Park Royal. That man Tommy Whitnall showing that he still has an eye for goal with a second half hat-trick. Joshua Collier with the other goal for Aylesford. The Royal Scorers are familiar names over the last few weeks in Raymond Chadwick, Ryan Dismore and Jason Farp, but just not enough to turn this tie their way. Barming Blues and Leybourne Chase faced each other with the bare 11, but Barming made the division difference between them count, winning 9-0. Among the scorers for Barming were Luke Hoggart with a hat-trick, Troy Smith with two and Jack Jules Semmedeni popping up for the second week in a row. Goals also for Scott Birch, Harry Joshua Orchard and Toby Smith. East Morling reserves progress beating Aylesford reserves 3-1 at home. Franco Minieri, Robert Miles and Charlie Roberts for Morling. Score are not known for Aylesford. IGS hit six for no reply against Parkwood Jupiters. Alex March hat trick, four from Sam Tate, and a goal each for George Payne and Patrick Cunningham did the damage and took IGS through to the next round. Invicta Sunday, flying high in Division 2, progressed to the third round of the Challenge Cup with a comprehensive 10 0 victory at home to Yielding and Lanningford reserves of Division 3. Invicta got off to a great start with Will Cove scoring a flying header from a Charlie Gasson cross in the first minute. Invicta's second came on 5 minutes with Gasson scoring directly from a corner with subtle assistance from a Yielding player on the way in. The third goal just 8 minutes gone saw Cove grab a brace by controlling the bounce to slot home with his right foot. Yielding and Laddingford reserves continued to battle on and forced Invicta's keeper Ben Austin into a period of action and find saves. Cove grabbed the perfect hat-trick on 29 minutes, finishing with his left foot. On 35 minutes, Invicta scored their fifth goal when captain Jack Gilby looped and curled a wonderful shot into the top corner. Five minutes before the break, James Marshall grabbed Invicta's sixth goal when he slotted the ball under the advancing keeper. Invicta made five changes at halftime but didn't upset their flow. Ollie Aston opened the second half scoring with a shot in off the post. Invicta's eighth goal came on 75 minutes. Will Holness, the scorer. Second half sub James Cork was rewarded with a goal with three minutes remaining and then Holness grabbed his brace and Invictus' tenth goal on 88 minutes, slotting home to secure Invictus' place in the hat for the next round. For Kent Sands United, their journey in the competition was ended at the hands of Laybourne Angels. Charlie Deininger with two and Josh Purvis and Dunny Rackham with the Angels' goals. Callum Hatcher with another goal this week for Sands, but it's Angels into the hat for the next round. A bit more on Kent-Sands United later on. Len Valley were 3-2 winners at home to Whitehorse Jaguars. Goals from Brandon Holdsworth, Robert Langford and Jason Parsons helping them to the win. Scorers for the Jags not known. Leybourne had two goals from Jamie Harrison and a goal from Simon Harrison to take them through with a clean sheet at home to Coxey from Farley. Maidstone Kestrels vs Sutton Balance went the full distance, with neither team finding the net until the penalty shootout. That went the way of Sutton Balance winning 4-3. Marder Miners returned to the form they started the season with, hitting 8 for no reply at home to Rubicon Limerick, who had picked up form in recent weeks. Marden showing no sign of tired legs from their game on Friday evening versus Kent Sands United. Johan Kaney Bryan with a hat-trick, a brace each for Robbie Smith, and Jack Woodard and another goal from Sam Carter. Maidstone Inter had a Chris Archer hat-trick, Lloyd Standing Brace, and further goals from Peter Reepmer and Joe Solis take them through against Maidstone Tempest. Scott Smith scored the consolation for Tempest and Steve Taylor spoke to some of the Maidstone Inter team after the match.
3: I'm catching up with a couple of Maidstone international players following a 7-1 win over Maidstone Tempests. Uh, Chris, uh, great game there, uh, One 0 at half-time, just scored a few extra in the second half and just made the difference.
1: Yeah, so it's quite a tough game actually. Only had 11 players, a um, few injured players in there as well. A lot a of lot missing, so I'm, I'm glad to um, score three. And uh, it was quite, made quite easy in the end.
3: Yeah, it's, um, I think both sides were a bit depleted, and it was a bit of a boggy ground here, a bit heavy going. But obviously, these the, the sides have met each other quite a, quite a number of times over the years. And uh, although you're a, a division above them, your probably form's not that great, but you're glad to get through to the next round, I presume.
4: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, especially you know, the, way, the way the team is at the minute,
1: missing a lot of players still. So hopefully they, uh, some of them get, get out of bed in the mornings and uh, come
3: join us again. And uh, Gilles, um another goal for you. And uh, any, if any players want to come join you, um, now's your chance to, to, to get out there and get people along on a Sunday morning, provided they can get up a bit. But,
4: yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, come down to Chart Sutton. Uh, I think we've got a, a Minter International uh, Twitter. Come follow us and give Mark a message. Uh, it's a good bit of banter, a good bit of football. Uh, again, today, I mean, on our day, if we have the right amount of players, we can get a good result. You know, we've got some good people, some width on the wings there, some speed. Um, obviously, with Arch, we've, uh, with uh, quite a few goals there and uh, Lordy up top, we're always a danger. The, the other team, Tempests, they've been a, a rival for over the years, so uh, a little bit happy today. But um, yeah, I think it was... A- Bit of a boggy affair as you say, but uh, I think the better team won, some good football done and uh, on to next week.
3: Yeah, I think they pushed forward a bit in the second half, um, obviously trying to get a goal or two um, and left a few gaps at the back and gave away a couple of free kicks, which they probably regret, which you uh, took uh, full advantage of.
4: Yeah, I mean, we like the counter. Um, anytime we've got sort of Arch, Lloyd, we're uh, missing Jake this week, but um, we've always got a chance if we've got you know a couple of people up there. Uh, we do knock the ball around well at, in spells. Um, so as long as we get a couple more players and can keep some consistency with the level of player then uh, I think yeah, we can hold out for the rest so of the season. So into
3: the next round, anyone in particular that you uh, want to come up against or are uh, you just quite happy to be uh, Anyone to with it? some
4: slow defenders, uh, ten players would be great if they turn up with that um, and we'll buy them a pint.
3: OK, well we'll see what the draw brings, so best of luck and uh, thanks for your
2: time. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks Steve and all involved there. East Morling won 6-1 away from home at Park Royal Reserves. Six different scorers for Morling, Tom Bray, Lee Delph, Joe Draper, Mackenzie Gardner, Tommy Brown and George Sibley gave them the win. Alfred Crickmore with another goal this season for Royal. Vinters bow out, losing 4-2 at home to Barming Youth. The Vinters scorers aren't known, whilst it's nice and easy to run through the goal scorers, as they only had one getting all four. Lewis Sharp taking the credit for that effort. Whitehorse were 4-1 home winners versus Snodland Town, Two more for the season for Jacob Walter and goals from Liam Stone and Dean Skeggs take them through. Rhys Jacobs on the score sheet for Snodland. The final game saw Cross Keys pull off the win of the round versus Division 1 Youlding and Laddingford. Keys currently sit bottom of Division 3 with just one league win so far this season. They went away from home to defeat their higher division opponents 4-2. Paul Haggerty, a Jack Hewitt brace, and Matthew Tucker Goal sealed the tie for Keys. Youlding's score is not known. Now, all of the clubs will be able to find out later who they face in the next round. One game played Friday evening that we want to bring you all up to date on as we had a charity match between Marden Legends and Kent Sands United. A fantastic turnout at the Gallagher saw £1,020 raised on the day, and now that is up to £1,600 through other donations. Special mention to Vinters for donating their matchday subs to this cause a fantastic gesture. The officials on the night contributed towards this too. All of this will be appreciated by all involved. A close game between the two saw Sands edge at 6-4 and it was 4 all close to the end. Pete Fair, Rob Jacobs, Sam Wilford-Smith and Adam Porter score for Marden on the night but the main result really is the amount raised. Sunday the 21st sees a mix of league and cup action. In the Premier Division, Eastmoreland Sunday face Marden Miners, with Marden hoping to close the gap on their opponents. In Division 1, it should be a tight game between IGS and Eastmoreland Reserves with them both level 1 points. Division 2 sees Barmy Youth at home to Coxheath from Farley. Invicta Rangers at home to Leybourne Chase. And 2nd playing 3rd, with Snodland Town facing Invicta Sunday. In Division 3, Kent-Sands United are at home to cross Keys, Parkwood travel to face Maidstone Kestrels. And Walnut Wanderers face Top of the Pile, Leybourne City. In County Cup action, Sutton Valence travel to play AFC Tunbridge. Yielding and Ladinford are away to AFC Valor. Park Royal are also away to Armada. Lenn Valley have a home tie versus Lidd Town. Minter face league rivals Park Royal Reserves. Barman Blues are away to Park Farm Rangers. Langley travel to Shaddoxhurst. Aylesford face an away time at Stanhope and Beaver Rangers. Aylesford Reserves are away to Trogs. Vinters face Maidstone Tempest. White Horse are at home to Ashford Genschlich and Horse Jaguars face Royal Oak. I'm guessing that all the clubs that won in the Challenge Cup will now be keen to see who they're going to play in round three. So without further ado, I'll hand over to Ian Tucker for the draw.
5: OK, now it's time to do the draw for the Hovis Challenge Cup. We're at the third round stage and these ties will be played on Sunday the 19th of December. So the final round of fixtures before the, uh, the Christmas Uh, holiday. Uh, Joining me for the draw today are the league vice chairman Mick Terry and back as usual is the league secretary Steve Taylor. Uh, Mick's going to draw the home numbers for us and uh, Steve will follow up with the away sides. So we have eight ties to pull for this one so let's just check all present and correct in there for you Steve. Yep all there Ian. Excellent okay let's get ourselves underway then. Make the first a dive down there and see what you picked out there. Number three. Uh, number three, that's uh, IGS of uh, Division One. I'll play number 12. Number 12, that's uh, Laybourne City. Division Three, Cyber top at the time of recording.
2: Number five.
5: Number five, we're staying in Division Three, that's Cross Keys. And they will be at home two. Number nine, that's uh, Sutton Valence Athletic. Number eight. Number eight is uh, Leybourne Angels, Division One team there, and they will be playing. Number two. Number two, that's uh, Barmin Youth, at playing in Division Two. Number 11. Number 11, stay with Barmin this time, it's the Barmin Blues of Division One. Number one. And Premier Opposition for them in the form of Mardin. Number 16. 16 brings up Aylesford. Play number four. And they will be taking on East Mawlin, an all-premier clash there. Number 13. 13, that's home advantage for Minter. And they will be taking on number 10, which are in Victor Sunday. Number 14. 14 Division 3 side Len Valley. They have home advantage against number six. And that is against Leybourne. Nick, hope there's two left in there. Feels like it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> number seven. Number seven, that's East Morland Reserves, the Division One. And the last one right at the bottom of the bag is number 15. That's one we were hoping to see, wasn't it? So that's what? good news. And that is uh, White Horse of the Premier. So that is the Hovis Challenge Cup. It's the third round stage. And as you say, those tires we played on Sunday, the 19th of December. Best of luck to all the teams taking part.
2: That's it for this week's roundup. Thanks to all of those that contributed to interviews and for the League Cup draw. Special thanks also to Invicta Sunday for their match report. All of that content is greatly appreciated, so please keep it coming. Thanks also to Eastmoreland, Marden and Kent Sands for tagging me into tweets and direct messages on Twitter. It makes my life easier putting this together with all that content, so it's greatly appreciated. In the meantime, good luck with the games this weekend and stay safe.
6: This is the Metropolitan Sunday Football League, part of the Selk Grassroots Football Network. All across the leagues, starting with the Ron Pope Premier, Catford Wanderers Neil FC Brixton two, the Rifle Vipers one, Grand Athletic four, into the John Pitt Senior, AFC Corden Town two, Letcap three, Athletica Dildale two, Broccoli Athletic four, Carpet FC one, Teviot Rangers three, Duke Clarence two, South Warriors FC nil into Division One. Romney Green South 5, Catford FC 0. De Volante 13, London Lionhearts 0. Greenwich Park Rangers 4, AFC Charlton 0. Duke FC 6, Honour Oak 0. Into Division 2, AFC Charlton vs. the People's FC postponed. FC Blues 3, Petswood Senior Black Vultures 4. Interfector 6, South London Doves 1. Rosen Crown 2. Bromley Road 2 and Sporting Lions 3, ES Lions 2. Fixtures for the 21st of November AFC Brixton vs Grand Athletic, FC Kuruya vs Belmont Athletic, Golden Eagles vs Catford Wanderers, and M Boys vs Savalas. to look out for is top first versus second, Brixton vs Grand Athletic, both on 11 points, both unbeaten, both with the same amount of wins and draws. But I see Brixton just on top by one better goal difference. So, be good game that. Brixton versus Grand Athletic. Into the John Pitt Senior. Athletic, Athletic Dildal versus South Warriors. Broccoli Athletic versus Duke Clarence. FC Rondo versus Litcap. And Terry Ranges versus Carpet FC. The game probably to look out for is Teviot Rangers versus Coppet FC. Played last week and Teviot Rangers coming out 3 1 winners. So Coppet FC looking to turn the tables on them and get the win over them. Into Division 1 FC Corning Town versus Granite Park Rangers, AFC Charlton versus Bromley Green South, Dio Valente versus Duke FC, and London Lionhearts versus Catford FC. Going to look out for will be London Lionhearts versus Catford FC. Both with 100% loss records, hoping to get one, at least a point for the season from both of them. Both of them wanting to get off the bottom of the table. So, going to look out for is bottom of the clash London Lionhearts versus Catford FC. Into Division 2 Romney Road versus Petswood Vultures, ES Lions versus Rose and Crown, Interfector versus Blues FC. South London Doves versus FC Cheltenham. Sporting Lions versus People's Reserves. Game to look out for for that one will be Bromley Road versus Petswood. Petswood winning for the first time last week against Bromley Road, who drew against Rosen Crown, looking to extend their lead at the top. So Bromley Road versus Petswood Vultures is the game to look out for. That's it for this week. Stay safe. Stay injury-free. Have a good game. See you next week. Bye
0: keep it simple get down to play today the uk's leading app for next game availability download down to play from the app store and google play hello and welcome back to the segment for the north kent sunday football league i'm going to run you through the fixtures that were played on the 14th of november starting with last year's ian kerwood cup final this final was contested between Swanscombe Tigers and Rao Gema and Rao Gima came away as 1-0 winners and they are the Ian Kerwood champions for the 2020-2021 season. Back into this season now and the current Ian Kerwood Cup round two had two fixtures played this weekend. The first fixture was six bells against Swanley and six bells run away 7-1 winners. In the other fixture, Hollister's took on Gravesend Cricketers and that score finished 3-2 after extra time. There was more cup fixtures this weekend as the John Robinson League Cup B had fixtures played. In Group A, South Thames Cavaliers hosted South Dartford United and South Dartford United won 2-1. AFC Phoenix absolutely thrashed Dartford Lions as they won 7-0 at home. In the John Robson League Cup B, Group B, the game between Cholton and Victor and Dartford Athletic was postponed, while Taverners played out a 0-0 draw with AFC Bexley. And in the John Robson League Cup B, Group C, Nuevo Club lost 6-2 at home to Pelham Dolphins, and the Queen lost 2-0 at home to the Rose Athletic. Over to the league fixtures now, and in the senior division, the Sun ran out 3-0 winners at Longfield Athletic, and AFC Oddfellows and Marley Royals was postponed. In Division 1, Black Lion Hartley beat Ye Old Leather Bottle, 5-2. New Ash Green beat the Pelham Arms, 3-1. And South Durham Dartford Eagles drew one all. In Division 2, Valley Rovers beat Sean Hyam, 3-2. The Robins Nest beat Gravesend Spartans, 2-1. Gravesend United beat Grand Sport Greenways, 3-0. And Swanscombe Tigers Reserves beat Grunanak 3-1. And finally into Division 3, Crayford Town and Springhead Park drew 2-2. Halls Athletic beat AFC Bells 3-1. Ridgeway Darts beat Cobham Sunday 5-4. And the Rising Eagles absolutely destroyed Grunak Reserves with a 9-0 win. And that brings an end to the fixtures for the North Kent Sunday League for this weekend. I'll be back next week with even more fixtures and updates. Thank you very much. Welcome to the
7: Watford Sunday League podcast for games played on Sunday the 14th of November. In the Eric Hand Challenge Cup second round games, First Division Abbots Langley Club caused a major upset by knocking out Premier Division opposition FC Unicorn 5-3. The lower-ranked side had a dream start when they raced into an early two-goal lead. First, Cole Clifford headed home, and then Eli Kiefers doubled the lead with a neat finish. Unicorn a, pulled a goal back, but Abbotts then scored twice either side of half-time through Sam Hay, the first, a well-struck finish from the edge of the box, and then Alu Gibral, scrambled the ball over the line for a fifth, before Unicorn mounted a late comeback with two late goals. Jack Bishop scored a brace for the home side, supported by a goal from Jamie Calvin. In the Terry Devereaux President's Cup Group B game, St Joseph's showed their intentions in wanting to succeed in all competitions with a convincing 5-1 win against North Watford the current Premier Division League leaders. They went ahead after nine minutes when Jake Table beat his man wide and crossed in low for Anton Collins to slot home. The rest of the first half was very even. And just before the break, North Watford drew level thanks to a goal from Corim Chase after St. Joe's were guilty of giving the ball away. The home side didn't let that goal bother them as they scored twice in the opening three minutes of the second half. Firstly, Dan Griggs raced down the wing and crossed low for Jake Tabor to finish. Then Ronnie Blagden scored from around 25 yards out after taking the ball round two players before curling the ball into the top corner. On the hour mark, they put the game beyond Northwaffer's reach when, after com- Complete confusion in the North Watford defence, Ronnie Blagden sprung the offside trap and powered home to giving the keeper no chance. Late on, Ellis Douglas came off the bench to score, again beating the keeper from outside the box. In the Dennis Jackson intermediate cut first round, two third division sides put out second division sides with Southern Cross and Kings George. Cross beat Abbott's Wanderers 4-2, Gary Wicks scoring a double, supported by goals from Chike Dale and Renswaal Lewis with his first goal for the club. Will Bell and Andy Denier replied for Wanderers. King George needed penalties to get past Watford Youth Sports after the game ended 3-3 after 90 minutes as Yelland scored twice and Callum Flanagan once for George, with Michael Doran, Callum Bedwell and Alex Bond Clark replying for the home side. George won the game on spot kicks 5-4. Chris Blunden scored half of his team's goals as Watford Town crushed Wishingwell 14-0. Alex Nottage st- scored a hat-trick as well, Michael Easter double, with James Henney and Joe Smith also getting in on the goal scoring act. BBFC won the Brickywood Derby game, beating Brickywood Acorns 4-0. Tom Coleman scored twice with a goal each for James Barnett and Alfie Dibble. Francis George enjoyed a 5-0 win over Inter. Gary Wallace netting twice, along with single strikes from Gary Henrik. Tom Minton and Luke Furlong. Watford Youth Sports Old Boys were involved in a 10-goal thriller with Rio Rovers, winning through 7-3. Lewis Nichols was the star man for the home side, scoring four times, with Louis Muncy, Cole Brooks and Lewis Mead also on the score sheet. Richard McCrossin, Aaron Crawford and George Ray replied for Rio. In the Premier Division, Old Valerians moved up into second place in the table with a second win of the season after a 6-0 win over Everett Rovers-Reed whose inconsistent season continues. Valerians went ahead midway through the first half and never looked back after that. Jake Entwistle crossed from the left where Ryan Moody's initial shot was blocked, but he followed up on the rebound. Just before half-time, the lead was doubled, when Jake Entwistle again got in down the left and crossed in. The shot from Ryan Moody was saved, but Charlie Haley followed up to make no mistake from close range. In the second half, Valerian scored four more times. James Rose found Ryan Moody who laid in Charlie Haley to find the bottom right corner. It was then four when Harry Tamplin played the ball forward. The defender misjudged his header back, which went past the keeper, allowing Ryan Moody an easy tap-in. After a neat one-two with Dan Woosley, Charlie Haley found the bottom left corner to make it five, and he then, Charlie Haley, rounded off the scoring to net his fourth goal and his team sixth after James Rose beat a man on the edge of the box. His shot was blocked on the line, allowing for an easy tapping for Hayley. In Division One, leaders Bushy Rangers made it five wins from five with a 3 1 win over soccer. Soccer took an early league thanks to a goal from Jordan Austin and they had the better of the first half, but found themselves 2-1 down by the break, thanks to goals from Jordan Toomey and Mark Hansard. Both teams had chances in the second half, but Jordan Toomey secured the win with his second of the game, curling the ball into the top right corner from outside the area. Rangers' local rivals, Bushy Eagles, moved into second place in the table, Although they had to settle for a point after a 2-2 draw with Caspere Rangers, Dan Bourne gave them the lead after 20 minutes, slotting home under the keeper, before Rangers drew level when Eagles keeper Johnny Lappert spilled a free kick from Daryl Hennessy, allowing Aidan Leslie to tap in to an empty net. Rangers went ahead in the second half with Corey Bottom coming inside from the right playing a 1-2 with Matt Ladmore before hitting a curling shot from over 25 yards into the top corner. Eagles kept on the pressure, and a corner from Matt Mason found Charlie Wharton to head home to leave the point shared. Chess United gained a second win of the season with a 3-1 win over Langleybury Cricket Club. After a goalless first half, it was Langleybury who broke the deadlock early in the second half, thanks to a Colin Wilson free kick, which somehow missed everyone and flew into the goal. But this was the single for a fo- signal rather, for the frying fight back from the home side with Ali Shale, the star man, as he struck a quick-fire hat-trick. The first came when he bent the ball into the corner of the net, before quickly adding a second with his head following a Ben Buja corner. He completed his hat-trick after Connor Graham played a through ball to him where he finished his one-on-one to seal the win. WD and Ricky Arcee shared the points after a 4-4 draw. Dion Bell gave WD the lead before they were reduced down to 10 men, but that didn't seem to worry them as Dion Bell turned provider this time for Daniel Flanagan to double the lead. But the game was not over as Ricky then scored three times to take the lead. But with two goals in the final five minutes from Hammy's Alley, looked to have won the game. But with the last kick of the game, Ricky equalised. Jordan Allen, Stephen Quarrington and Katalin Pitachi netted a double for the Ricky goals. In Division 2, it was a high-scoring morning in the four games played. Leaders, Woodside made it seven wins on the bounce, but they came through a tough game against West Hearts 3-2. Jack Robertson, Jamie Seabrook and Joe Fox scoring for Woodside, with Cody Kane netting twice for West Hearts. Hertfordshire Eagles are five points behind Woodside from the same number of games played, as they hit St Mary's Hairstfield for six in a 6-1 win. Glenn O'Malley scored a hat-trick, with Charlie Kimpton, Jack McLaughlin and Ed Rogers also netting. Craig Matheson scoring the St Mary's consolation goal. Chalfont Saints and Forza Watford also fought out a 4-4 draw. Aidan Brennan with a hat-trick and one from Leon Hennessy for the home side. With Forza having four different goal scorers, Giuseppe Delgado, Peter Rock, Simon Fatahin and Jordan Colon. Dunbar won the the Bar Derby as they defeated Dunning's Bar 4-2 for their second win of the season. Nathan Pooley scored twice for Dunbar, with Steve Noonan and Chris Dunn also on target. James Fitzgerald and Ryan Mangan scored the Dunning's Bar goals. That's it for this week. And we look forward to being
0: back with you next week. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.